With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Transforming Lives Bible Radio Show. With Dr. V from Florence, South Carolina and the Divine Church of Deliverance. Catch Transforming Bible Radio Show every Tuesday with Dr. V at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on Positive Power with Robert Zach, Christian Media, and Spreaker. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Welcome back to the Transforming Lives Bible Radio Show. This is your host for this evening, as always, none other than Dr. V, better known as Dr. Virginia Sangerton, coming to you live all the way from Florence, South Carolina, from the Little Church at Divine Church of Deliverance, located at 550 Lawson Street on the corner of Lawson and Chase Street. We thank God this evening for being with you again on this evening. We want to welcome all of you back, all of our faithful supporters and listeners. We want you to go ahead and hit those share buttons and invite, invite, invite others to this um, service on tonight. We also want to thank God and say hello to Jerry Ross out there tonight. Amen. And to Pastor Chuck, the producer for Transforming Lives Bible Radio and all of you. But before we go any further, you know what we have to do. we got to give honor to the one who makes it possible for us to always come before you every Tuesday evening at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Let us give him honor by way of prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come to you right now to tell you thank you. We thank you right now once again, Father God, for the blood that is still running warm in our veins. Father God, we thank you right now that we still have a voice that we can call on your holy and righteous name and just lift up your name and give you honor, glory, and praise. Father God, we thank you for another opportunity to be used by you. And this vessel, we use ourselves, oh God, and we yield to you, oh God, to be used by you once again. Father God, tonight, because we know that without you, we are nothing. We wait for you, Holy Spirit, to come tonight on this line and pour into us whatever the Lord has for us this night. Help us to know tonight, oh God, that there is a plan for our lives. No matter what lies the devil has told us, we know that God has a plan for his people tonight. Wherever the enemy has sent on assignment to defeat us, we will never be defeated as long as we follow your plan, Father God. Lord, position us this night to receive whatever you have already predestinated for our lives. Father God, we are hungry. We are so hungry for a word from you. 
in this season. Oh, God, and if you feed us and we get fat on your word, God will be so willing to produce that and bring forth in such a time as this whatever you need from your people, oh, God, that we may grow thereby and be pleasing in thy sight. Father, we thank you for that we shall receive from the table this night, oh, Father God, that we shall not be defeated, oh, God, but we shall be more than victory, victorious in your sight. We thank you now in the name of the Father. We thank you in the name of the Son. And we thank you in the name of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus of the Christ's name we pray. And your people say amen, amen, and amen. Again, this is Dr. B saying welcome back to the Transforming Life Bible Radio Show. Amen. And as always, there is always a word from the Lord. Tonight, we will be coming from the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, Ephesians chapter 1, verses 9 through 12. Of course, we'll be using other supportive passages, but our foundational text will be coming from the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, verses 9 through 12. And the word reads, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he had purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. And verse 12, that we should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ. Amen, amen, and amen. Tonight, our topic for Bible discussion will be, God has a plan for you. God has a plan for you. If we were to go back to the very beginning of time, and we would go back and borrow from Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 27, it tells us that, and God said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female, created he them. So male and female, God created in the beginning. And there became the inception of God's plan in his mind.
time for what he wanted this world to consist of when it came to the creative plan of man. Consider this. According to the scriptures, man is the highest of God's creations. Oh, that sounds so beautiful. Consider that you are God's highest creation. It was intended for man from the beginning to have dominion over everything else that God had created. Notice now when I say man, we are talking inclusively of male and female because he did say male and female created he them. So he made them to have dominion over everything else that he had created other than themselves. In the created plan of God, again, man is God's masterpiece. And therefore, he promises in Jeremiah 29 and 11, God spoke. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. See, God had already put the plan in motion of what he had already predestinated, a plan for man's life. He said, I know your ending from the beginning. So he had already designed the plan for us. Then the only thing would be left for us to do is to find out what that plan that the mastermind, our father, had already created for us, and we just need to follow that plan now. You see, God, God truly created each of us with a plan and purpose in mind. But what are we doing? We are going about our daily lives with our own daily agenda, and we are trying to create our own plan for our lives. We wonder why we keep stumbling and falling as though we are walking as blind men and women in the dark. Why? Because we are trying to follow the plan that we have created or that we are creating as we are going along in life because we have not yet consulted the Lord concerning the plan that he has already designed for our lives. If we seek God out for the plan that he has already designed concerning our lives, he said that I will give you an expected end, meaning the outcome that I have already designed for you. When you seek me for it, then I will put the plan that I have designed for you in your hand. You don't have a plan anything. The only thing you have to plan is plan to follow.
follow the plan that I have already designed for you because I have a plan for you. You were created with a plan and purpose in mind. Somebody need to be shouting right there already. Consider how detailed our father was when he even thought about us individually. For we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And understand this, my sisters and brothers, there is no one else just like another one. Our Father, he meticulously created us with trillions upon trillions of individual cells working harmoniously together to produce what he poured into us. The plan is for man to be intelligent, to be efficient, as well as self-reproducing, which is a sufficiency machine designed after God's own image and intended for masterful production. God's will for man is to come into the full knowledge of who he is in God and understand his kingdom rights and his kingdom privileges in God's plan for his life. Yes, God does have a plan for you. Now, as we move forward and as the Holy Spirit dissects for us these passages of Ephesians chapter 1, verses 9 through 12, we will hear how the Holy Spirit begins to speak to us through Apostle Paul's teaching concerning God's will for our lives concerning his masterful plan. Now, this epistle of the Apostle Paul was written from Rome to address the blessing and the plan of God for believers, hallelujah, at Ephesus. Now, to how God's plan is for them to sit in heavenly position places. Do you not know that it is the will of God for us as believers to sit in high heavenly position places with God? Oh, my, 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 my. Yes, God has an awesome plan for you and for me. When we look again at verse 9, it reads again, having made known unto us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself. You see, we are considered as Gentiles, you know, just as, you know, in the Old Testament, the Gentiles were considered dogs 
and, and, and they were considered to be restricted from having access to the temple or having access to the word of God, even brought over into the New Testament. The disciples, they felt like they were the ones that were supposed to have access along with the Jews to Jesus and to the word of God's teaching. But we thank God for Jesus, who when he came on the scene, he brought us under grace and truth, and then we were adopted in to grace and truth by faith. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So the Gentiles now was no longer to be excluded because of the Mosaic law. Now, because of Jesus coming on the scene, the Gentiles should be made partakers of Christ along with the Jews without having to be circumcised and without having to keep all of the observances according to the Mosaic rites and to keep all those ceremonies according to the Mosaic law. And as I said, now we have access to Christ because of faith. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. And again, as the scripture says, it is God's good pleasure. It is his good pleasure to bless whoever he wants to bless through his son, Christ Jesus. We better be glad that it is the Lord's pleasure that he said, I bless whomever I want to bless. And because I'm God, if you choose to reject me, and if you choose not to honor me, and if you choose not to praise and worship me, and, and if you want to go about establishing your own way and your own righteousness, and choose not to submit yourself unto my righteousness, I have a right to curse whomever I want to curse. He said, but know that I have a plan for everybody. But respectively, tonight, we want to give the greatest attention to those who God has a plan for, who is honoring God and walking according to the will of Oh, God, hear the word tonight, my sisters and brothers, that God has a plan for you. I don't care how dry your seasons of life may have appeared unto you. I don't care how many failures you have had in your trying. No, tonight, God is trying to get a word to you tonight. Please hear God has a plan for you. When we look at verse 10, it says that in the dispensation of the fullness of time, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. You see, even now, mankind has a way of excluding 
people. We can be very exclusive. Even churches, by denominations, we exclude one another. Just because we don't have the same doctrines, you know, that we worship by. We've got the different names on our doors. We have a way of excluding one another. And even in respect to our different little cliques that we hang out with, you know, we don't socialize with certain people. You know, so it's easy for us to bring about division among ourselves. But God wants us to know tonight that he has a way of bringing all of us together as one. Some of it will be fulfilled even now during our dispensation of time. But then again, some of it will not be fulfilled until we all come together with him in his second coming or when we see him face to face. And that's what it means when he said about in the fullness of time. We need to know that some of this will be fulfilled in the millennium when all of our enemies will be put down and all of God's creation will be united as one people. My, my, my. The, the way that it was before there was any rebellion even in heaven. See, even heaven was conclusive. Heaven was just one people before Lucifer started showing off in heaven. See, see, rebellion didn't start here in the earth. Rebelliousness started in heaven when Lucifer was given some responsibility over a third of the angels, and he got beside himself, and he wanted it all. He wasn't satisfied with the third part that was given to him. So God had to put him and the third of the angels that he had control over that lost their mind right along with him. So God kicked Lucifer and the third of the angels that went along with him. God wasn't going to tolerate that rebellion in his house. So he kicked Lucifer and those that followed him. He kicked them out, that rebelliousness. And then think about Adam. Think about Adam and Eve when they rebelled against God in the Garden of Eden. God created a perfect home for them to live, gave them everything they could even imagine. They didn't have to want for anything, but they rebelled against the Lord. He had a master plan for them, but they kicked against the prick when they became rebellious, and they did the very thing that God told them not to do. Only one thing God said that they could do, and that was the very thing that they went and did and rebelled against him. So he had to put them out. But he said there's going to come a time when I'm going to have to deal with all of the rebellious children of mine, and they can't have a part in the masterful plan that I have already predestinated for those children of mine that do obey me and keep my commandments. A lot of people think that because they make all these grandiose sacrifices, they think that's going to get them in the kingdom. No, but God says it's better to obey than to sacrifice. So God appreciates our obedience unto him. 
And even when we make sacrifices, if our motives of our heart is not in the right place where we make the sacrifices, know that they are not acceptable unto God. They might be beneficial in the earth, but they are not even acceptable in the kingdom of God. We need to hear that tonight. God has a plan for those of us who does God's will according to God's commandments. Also, when we look at when it says the fullness of time, of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. This refers to the completion of there's going to be probationary times on the earth. Christ will come to reign on the earth in the seventh and the last dispensation or probationary period of man while they're still yet on the earth for the purpose of cleansing the earth of all rebellion and restoring God's administration over this rebellious part of his kingdom. When the earth was without rebellion. So he wanted to restore the earth back to the way it was before any rebellion ever came into the earth. You see, God's plan and will for us is to be examples in this earth and in our individual environment. So we can't say, well, I'm going to wait to get to heaven and I'm going to sit back down and either I'm going to walk all over God's kingdom. No, God needs you to walk as a Christian in the earth now. God's plan for us is for us to be the light of the world and to be the salt of the earth right now. He needs for us to let our light shine right now so that we can help lead somebody out of darkness into the marvelous light. God didn't just save us just for us to be saved. He saved us so that we can be an example to those that is still in the darkness. Just like when he led others out of darkness and they came back and took us by the hand and they prayed with us, they they witnessed to us the word of God. They told us about Jesus they witnessed to us about how much God loved us. They told us about the good news and, and helped us to see the light until our hearts were pricked, until we made Jesus our choice. That's the same thing that God is depending on us to do. That was part of his plan for us to be a part of the ministry of reconciliation. Yes, that is part of the plan that God has for you. He has given us eyes, my, 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 eyes to see with so much things that we can look at, the green, beautiful grass, the beautiful flowers, the beautiful mountains. He lets us see sunrises and he helps us to see sunset as well as to help us see other precious people. We have ears to hear and the airways full of sounds and sweet 
And there are so many places that we can go. We have a mouth to talk. We have a mouth that we can pray, a mouth that we can sing melodies unto the Lord. There is food for us to eat, water for us to drink, and so much that we can say. Yet, in all of these things, the end of man is to find God and fulfill his will for our lives. First John chapter 2 and verse 17 says, And the world passes away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. So it does not matter what good thing that we do. It does not matter what good deed that we do, that mankind can see us, whether we're doing it for lip service or whether we're doing it for real. The Bible says that whatever we do for Christ, that's the only thing that is really going to last. And as long as we abide in him, he will abide in us also. When we remember such giants, see, we have great examples who have abided in God. We have great examples from the word of God who have allowed God to lead and to guide them. And, and, and God brought them through. And so we, so we don't have no excuses, and we can't say that nobody has ever come through this, so how do I know that God's plan for my life will work? So guess what? He gave us a couple examples tonight, so we'll know that if we follow the plan that he has for our life, and we allow him to guide and direct us along with the Holy Spirit as our comforter and our keeper and our guide, that we'll know that God's plan and will for our lives and his purpose will be fulfilled in us. We remember, we remember such giants of the gospel as Noah. We remember Noah who built the ark that saved his family from the flood. We remember Moses who led the children. First of all, he led them out of Egypt. Then God allowed him to lead them across the Red Sea that they were saved from Pharaoh's fearful army. You remember Joshua, who led the Israelites, who led them a march around the wall of Jericho. They marched around the wall for seven times, and when they completed that seventh march, the walls came falling down. And you remember Gideon, hallelujah, who God chose and used him to defeat an army of 125,000 soldiers using only 300 soldiers that went along with Gideon. My, my, my. Then, we should never, when we remember giants of the gospel such as that, who trusted the plan of God with the will of their lives, then we should never forget that God also has a plan to work out his will mightily through us also. God used them because they found God and fulfilled his plan, purpose, and will for 
their lives. Oh, hallelujah. They all knew the direct lead of God's plan in their lives. Now, the question is, who on this line will be willing to follow God's plan for you? Or will you continue to follow your own plan for your life, knowing that the more you follow your own plan, the more you will continue to fail. I encourage you to do as these giants of the gospel that we were just speaking of. Be willing to follow God's plan for your life. And when you allow God to plan your life, and when you seek God, even if you don't yet know what that plan is for your life, seek the Lord and ask God what his plan and his purpose is for your life. And when you find it out, follow that plan, and I guarantee you, you will not be failing as you are failing now. When we look at verse 11, verse 11 again reads, In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things, after the counsel of his own will. I so love it when these passages talk about how God takes control of everything himself and, and, and he does not leave his master plan in leading us. He don't put that plan in the hands of man. Well, anything that the Lord has put forth and predestined for his children, you and I and others like us, for us to inherit God, he, he gives oversight to that plan himself. He has not placed our inheritance into the hands of man. And, and in my mind, the reason God has done that is because he knows that he will put that plan in the man's hand and give man oversight for the inheritance that he has already preordained and predestinated for our lives. Most of what God has already predestinated for us to inherit, we would not get it. Man would snatch it out of our hands. So God has seen fit himself to make sure he maintains control over our inheritance, and he will give it unto us as he knows that we are able to maintain control of it in the earth. He is not going to give us all of our inheritance all at once. He will give it to us as needed, and when he knows that we are able to handle it, no more than he will not put more burdens on us than we can bear. God is not going to give, more, give us more inheritance all at one time that he knows that we cannot handle it, but he will not allow us to waste our inheritance. That's why he said, in whom also we have attained inheritance. Our inheritance is in the Lord. Our inheritance is not in man. Somebody might be saying, but when my parents die or my grandparents die, they leave an inheritance. But let me tell you something. I am not talking about that type of inheritance. I'm talking about heavenly inheritances and things that God has already predestinated for us. 
that is far beyond what mama and daddy or great-grandmama or great-granddaddy or great-great-great-great-great and on, so on, and so on that we inherited from our four parents. We are talking about God has decided that we should inherit high heavenly position places with him. I would rather inherit the kingdom of God more than anything that earth can give me after my parents or my four parents or anybody else leave behind for me because that too shall pass away. But there ain't nobody can take anything that God give me in the kingdom. Nobody can take that inheritance away from me. Let us look at these examples. First of all, we now possess our inheritance and in Christ by the promise because it was promised to us. God promised us some inheritance through his son, Jesus Christ. So we already got the inheritance by the promise. But it will not be ours in reality until the end of a life of sowing to the Spirit. Okay, Dr. B, help, help us out with that. Holy Spirit, come on now and help us out with that and tell us what you're talking about. Example, Matthew chapter 19 and verse 29 says, And everyone... That have forsaken houses, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or land, for my name's sake, shall receive an hundredfold, and shall inherit everlasting life. So somebody done had to give up. Do y'all hear all of that? Somebody forsook? Meaning they gave up some stuff. Okay, another example. Colossians chapter 3, verses 23 and 24. And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto man, knowing that of the Lord you shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. So it's not about doing lip service. It's not about doing eye service. But it's about whatever you do, make sure you are doing it to bring glory unto the Lord. So there again, you're giving up something for the, to bring glory unto God. Romans chapter 8 and verse 28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called According to his purpose. See, God's providence is working in behalf of them who love God and walk obediently according to his purpose and his plan and will for their lives. Not when we go about establishing our own righteousness, and not submit ourselves to the righteousness of God. His purpose and plan is perfect for us according to his word. So, again, there is another question to, to ponder on. What will you give up for the sake of God? What will you give up for the sake of God? Because whatever we are willing to give up for God will determine our eternity. I'm going to say that again. Whatever we are willing to give up 
for God will determine our eternal key. So we can't be doing it for eye service. We can't do anything for lip service. We can't be doing anything to get a pat on the back. God's plan for us is that whatever we do, we do it to glorify him and to worship him and to praise him. He created us to be worshipers, not a man, not of ourselves, not of our job, not of our home, not, not of the blessings that he gave us. We are not to worship the blessings. We are to worship the blessed soul. I'm going to say that again. We were not created to worship the blessings. We were created to worship the blessed soul. That's part of God's plan for us. The greatest proof of God's desire to guide our lives is found in the word of God. It will tell you that God has a plan for you. His word consistently beseeches us to surrender our will to the omniscient will of God so that we may come to know his plan and his will as well as his purpose for us. Jesus himself testified, and even he himself submitted to the will of his Father. He said, I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. You will find that at John chapter 6 and verse 38. Then again, he said, not my will, but thine will be done. You'll find that at Luke chapter 22 and verse 42. You see, submission to his father's plan. That's what he was doing. But will we submit to God's plan for our lives? Now, if Jesus died in the flesh, he walked in the earth as God, if he himself was willing to submit to his father's plan for him while he was here in the earth, what about us? Are we willing to submit to God's plan for us so that the outcome of our lives will be different? The Bible calls on us to follow Jesus, seeking and understanding the plan, the will, and purpose of God for our lives. Then, after doing so, we must be diligent in fulfilling that plan. God does have a plan for you. When we look at verse 12. Again, it reads that we should be to the praise of his glory who first praised, I'm sorry, who first trusted in Christ. God's plan is this. First of all, again, that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ. The Ephesus was part of the early church. We too can put our trust in Christ as we seek out God's plan for our lives. 
there are some things that as we seek God out, if, this is, uh, if we are just beginners in seeking him out, if we have been on a journey already seeking him out, or if we already feel that we are well, kind of is, you know, well established in our relationship with the Lord, there's still some things that we need to be asking the Lord, you know, for revelation concerning his word that we will be able to maintain ourselves concerning his plan for our lives. First of all, we need to know, we need to ask the Lord, we say, God, teach me to do thy will, for thou art my God. We need to know who we're serving. We need to know are we serving Baal or are we really serving God? That's why we got to ask the Lord, teach me your will. We really need to know what God's will is for our life because when we know what God's plan and his will is for us, then we'll stop trying to work things out for ourselves. It's hard. It's hard to try to figure out life. Yes, it is. I'm I'm a prime example. I can tell you that for my own self. Until I learn that I can't figure anything out for myself, and I I had to learn that I had to consult the Lord. When I started consulting the Lord about my life and, God, what is your plan for me, things got a whole lot easier for me. But until I learned that, seeing that everything I tried to work out, I stumbled and I fell, and everything kept falling apart. That is why it is so important. We got to seek God for his plan. He has a master plan. We have a plan, but God has our master plan. It's already designed. Why are we trying to redesign what God has already designed? We can't do nothing but make a mess out of it. Then there's also some other passages that has already been offered to help us. And it goes on to say, wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. You'll find that at Ephesians 5 and 7. Meaning now, be wise about yourself so that you can understand what the will of the Lord is. That is why we got to seek God. The only way we can understand what the will of the Lord is, we got to ask him. Nobody can tell us what God's will is for our lives. We have to seek God out. Stay in God's faith until God gives you an answer of what his plan is. Nobody can tell you what God's plan is. That's why he said, I know the thought that I have towards you. He's the only one that knows what he's thinking about you. Nobody don't know what is on the Lord's mind concerning you. That's why you got to ask the Lord, what, God, what are you thinking about me? What have you already said? concerning me what is your design for my life what is your master plan for me because i don't want to be not wise and miss the mark because i don't know your plan for my life and then there's another point that we can go before the lord will and it says for ye have need of patience that after you have done the will of god you might receive the promise you got to, before you can get the promise, you got to do the will of God. So it says to me, you won't even realize what the promise is until you realize what the will of God is. Oh, my goodness. You cannot even receive the will, the, the promise of God, until you understand what God's will is. 
for your life. That's what it said. For you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God. So see, you can't even have the promise. You can't even receive the promise until after you have done God's will. So you got to put the work in first. See, your, your promise is a blessing. So God said, you got to do what I tell you first. I can't bless you first and then you do the work. It's no different than you do with your children. Your children, I, I, I want a, a, a pair of Jordan, Air Jordan shoes or whatever the case might be. And what's the first thing we tell them? Well, if you do such and such and such, then I'm going to do this for you. No different than what the Lord tells us to do. See, we want God to reward us first. Hallelujah, Jesus. And then we'll say we'll do the work. No, it don't work that way. If we look at Matthew 6 and 33, what does the Lord say? He says, seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Hallelujah. He said, and then these things will be added to you. He didn't say, I'm going to give you these things first, and then you seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. No, he said, seek you first the kingdom of God and my righteousness. He said, then when you do that, then I'll give you these other things that you have need of. So, see, we got to do the work first. And then when we do what is necessary, when we find out God's plan, when we work the plan first, then we can receive the promise. We receive the blessing. We receive that we will position us in high heavenly places. Know that the same God who guided the mighty men of old desires to guide you and me. His divine plan for you is the highest and most noble design for your life. If you are willing to follow the plan, regardless of the speed bump along the road, then your life journey will be counted as worthy and commendable by God. And according to God's plan for you, you will hear him say, well done. Know also that what causes believers to be positioned in high places and be positioned by grace according to God's word. Their spiritual blessings. What are these spiritual blessings? It's nothing but Christian virtues. That's all it is. God gave it to us in his word on Sunday morning. What causes us to be positioned in high heavenly places with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? It's called spiritual blessings. What are spiritual blessings? Nothing but some good old Christian virtues. Faith, virtues, knowledge, temperance, patience, godliness, brotherly kindness, and some good old charity. We can nothing but some good old love. Sounds like the fruit of the Spirit, don't it? Yes, it does. We have got to arm ourselves with Christian virtues. That is part of God's plan. God's plan is for us to not walk like the unsaved in the earth. God's plan for us as believers is to walk and be alive. We got to look like God in the earth. Why? Because when mankind see us, if they have not read their Bible, if they don't know how to read their word, guess what? We are the Bibles. We are the walking Bible that mankind are reading until they come to know God for themselves, until they get to know God's word and accept Christ in the departing of their sin, 
We are the walking, living, breathing word of God. That's God's plan for us. And then we got to learn how to trust God in all things and stop trying to take matters in our own hands. Why? We are not God. We are not God. We are not Jesus Christ. We can be like him. We can be Christ-like. We can be God-like. But guess what? We can be baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost will teach us. Do you hear me? The Holy Ghost will teach us in everything that we read in the Word of God. The Holy Ghost will bring all things back to our remembrance in the hour that we need it. The Holy Ghost will reveal unto us all revelatory knowledge that we might need. All things that the Holy Ghost reveals to us by way of knowledge, the Holy Ghost will also bring us understanding that we will not be walking as the unlearned in the earth. That is also part of God's plan for you. But we got to fully walk by faith and not by sight. We got to walk by faith and not by sight. Hebrews 11 and 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. You see, all of that is part of God's plan for you. But we got to have complete faith in him. We got to have complete trust in him. And he said that the just shall live by faith. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6 tells us, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. So as good as we can trust our boss on our job, as good as we can go to church and we can trust our spiritual leaders that we sit up under when we go and they preach and teach us, as good as we can trust our spiritual leaders over our ministry, you know, within our uh, churches or, or places of fellowship, when we go on our jobs, we trust our supervisors, we trust our bosses, you know, as good as I can get on this line, I, I can trust um, Gerald to have my uh, programs posted every Tuesday night for you to come on this line. You know, I can trust my broadcaster as good as I can trust my producer, Pastor Chuck, you know, to help me, help me already set up to go online you know, to get this program before you every Tuesday evening, you know, as good as we can trust, you know, our Bible study leaders, you know, whoever it is that we can trust, the heads of our family, we trust our husband, we trust our wife, you know, whatever, whoever it is that we've got our faith and our trust in, if we can trust them, surely we can trust the Lord. But part of God's plan for us is to put our faith and our trust in God. He's the main one that we should put our faith and our trust in, no matter what the situation is, come what may. Put your faith and your trust in God. That is God's biggest plan 
for his people is to trust God with all of our heart and lean not to our own understanding. We better know tonight we don't have enough sense to trust in our own understanding because our understanding will surely cause us to fall. Amen, amen, and amen. Know that God has a plan for you. We thank God tonight for the word. We thank God for every one of you who was on the line tonight, you know, that was able to hear this word firsthand. We pray that your hearts have been lifted up. We pray that somebody will be transformed just because they have listened at this word tonight, that your life can be transformed by this word. Share this word with somebody who may not have been on the line to hear this word firsthand tonight. Share it with somebody. Let them hear this word tonight that they too will know that God has a plan for them and that they will spark something in their heart and stir their spirit up that they will want to know what God's plan is, not what man has planned for them, not even what they may have planned for themselves, but that they will want to seek out God and know what does God have planned for their lives. Amen, amen, and amen. We thank you all again for supporting Transforming Lives Bible Radio. Y'all just bless Dr. B so much just to know that you're out there somewhere listening, and we pray God's abundant blessings just flow, just overflow your household and your entire family. We pray that the blessings of Deuteronomy 28, that every one of them just chase you down and overtake you and just bless you tremendously. We want to thank Jerry Ross Live Worldwide. We want to thank Positive Power 21.org following um, Transforming Lives Bible Radio. You'll be listening to none other than Paula Breon on Thy Testimony and following Paula, you'll be listening to Veronica Brown on Pearls with Veronica. We thank you again for tuning in as always. We look for you to come back next week, same time, same place, and we will be back again with another word from the Lord. This is Dr. V saying, know that God has a plan for you. Find out what it is and follow the plan. Good night and be blessed. Lives Bible Radio Show with Dr. V from Florence, South Carolina and the Divine Church of Deliverance. Catch Transforming Bible Radio Show every Tuesday with Dr. V at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on Positive Power with Robert Zach Christian Media and Spreaker Podcast. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.